Hey mamas, welcome back. I have a special guest on the show today. Her name is Jetta and she has some great grocery shopping tips for when you are really trying to work on your gut health. So when it comes to you and your family and just trying to eat more nutrient dense foods and really prioritizing your gut health, these 10 tips are going to be super helpful for getting you in and out of the grocery store making good nutritious decisions. I'm Miranda Lee and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. Hello, Jetta. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited. This is so up my alley is talking to families and moms and dads and caretakers. So up my alley. So I'm excited. Yeah, I just my listeners know that I I just love the topic of gut health. I've had many podcast episodes about gut health, but our episode today is going to be pretty cool because we're going to dive into grocery shopping specifically and tips that you have. So before we talk about that, can you introduce yourself and tell our audience who you are and what you do and how you got here today? Absolutely, Miranda. Yes. So, yep. My name is Jetta Like the Car. That's literally how I pronounce myself, G-E-T-A. I am a gut health practitioner and certified nutritionist, and I specialize in healing and reversing chronic illness and keeping your autoimmune remission 100% through nutrition. So no, I do not sell supplements. I know a lot of people when they think gut health, they think like, oh, I need to get my my greens or my reds or or whatever, which I think I think is great. And there's 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 room for for supplements, but I love to make the little analogy that like supplements are like a pair of earrings. Like they kind of, you know, you you have to make sure you have your hair, your makeup, your your outfit, everything, because if you walk up to a wedding in sweats, sweatpants, hair in a bun, and a pair of earrings on. It doesn't matter how nice those earrings are if everything else isn't put together. So Miranda, so I wanna I wanna give you a I wanna give you a megaphone for that one. That's <laughs> perfect. I love that metaphor. I love that analogy. It's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I just know there's so many times, even like myself and when I was younger, when it was like all right, like I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to do this or that. And it's like, all right, let's go to GNC or the vitamin shop and buy all this stuff. And there's nothing magical about it. 99.9% of it's just marketing tactics anyway. So we need to get people yes. out of the vitamin shop and into like, you know, gardening or bread making. And if they can't, they just need to be educated when they go to the grocery store to make their purchases. Yes, yes. Uh, so this is something that I'm super passionate about. As So I've been doing this on my own gut health journey. So I have a chronic illness. I have a liver that does not function at all, at all well. And um, I've known this since I've just had problems since birth, uh, because I was abandoned and my first three years were just not ideal developmentally. And growing up, I had some really intense symptoms that everybody and all the professionals just gaslighted, right? And as I kind of went through my own gut health journey, as I personally got educated on gut development and neurological development, I really understood how important the gut brain connection is. And then when I switched over to 
knowing and learning all the things about myself and sharing it with everybody else and healing other people, I was like, there's a big gap. There's a big gap in understanding. Like so many people are spending so much money. You know, I think it was the U S uh, weekly. I think they, they uh, were saying in, this was in two, 2021, obviously it's raised since, but the average North American um, uh, uh, spending on groceries was around $3,100, $3,100 for a four, for a family of four a month. Oh, a month. A month. A month. So I was like, holy moly, that's a lot. That's a lot. Right. And I saw it with my own clients. I saw that they were like, oh, I need to get organic. Oh, I need it. And I was like, "Mm, nope, that's not what we need to do. And what I would do, this is how this all came about is how I started to see this gap was talking to, to my clients and seeing like, why don't we just do a pantry clean out? what like show me a picture of your fridge like what do you got you know what i mean and like let's do some good swaps right that are still gut healthy but we're saving at least 50% of your income and of what you're spending bring it back to your pocket right and i i literally was just talking about this is really giving it somewhere else in your life right i have two kids you have you have a child you have a family right i think it's really important to be able to be on a health journey and not feel so overwhelmed about this money aspect, right? So I saw that gap and I was like, ah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people think that like eating healthy is more expensive. And honestly, if you do it right, it's not. I mean, here's the thing. Like if you go down the snack aisle, right? And you see like potato, regular potato chips, and then you see like organic potato chips, Okay, I mean, if you make that comparison, yeah, the healthier version is more expensive. And I think that's where people get the idea that healthy is more expensive. We're like, okay, if you compare like a bag of conventional oranges versus a bag of organic oranges, like I guess eating healthy is more expensive. And that's how you want to define health. But I, right. think, I think there's this balance that that we need to have, like. Like I love to talk about like the clean 15 versus the dirty dozen when it comes to what what produce you should buy organic or not. And it's like, just because you're buying conventional bananas doesn't mean you're unhealthy because you bought that over um, organic bananas. Like I don't buy organic bananas. I don't eat the peel. So like, why would I spend extra money on that if I, if I don't need to? So I think learning like the difference between that is like so big for your health and for your wallet. Yes. Yeah. So just, just to name a few things that I, we personally, as a family, as a unit, my, my kids eat, we have a saying like they eat your ear off because they just eat so much. (laughs) They're growing kids. Right. So a few things that we do get organic is mushrooms, um, mushrooms. And honestly, that's about it that I can think of like off the top of my head, everything else is the 10 tips that I share with my own community. I'm going to share them on here. So you don't have to do organic. You don't have to be so extensive in this grocery shopping. So the tip, so 10 tips, uh, tip number one, shop the parameter. I know this is something super popular in the wellness industry. This goes mm-hmm. with the fitness industry, right? Like you see anybody, that's one of their their number one things. But the reason that we're shopping in the parameter is also because uh, when you are going to get fresh produce, um, 
get more in quantity, especially if they have like deals going on, right? Like, uh, like right now, as an example, strawberries are in season, which is a whole nother tip within itself, right? Is yes. <laughs> eating in season. And so if I'm seeing, you know, like three months ago, strawberries, which is its own little world on should we not eat in season or things like that. We live in a world where things are all the time available, right? And I saw like three months ago, a uh, little box of, of strawberries was like $6. I live in Michigan where things are kind of kind of fairly priced, right? New York is a little bit more expensive. California is a little bit more expensive, but $6 I think is a lot, right? And now they're like two for six. And I'm like, I am getting in on the strawberries. We're getting like six boxes. I'm freezing them. Like that's the best way to go. That's why I say shop the parameter is like, those are where the deals are. See what's in season. See what you can freeze, especially that those fresh, fresh produce. Um, number well, two. And, and hold on, I just want to, just for those who like, don't know what you mean. Cause like when you say to shop the perimeter, I know exactly what that means, but for yes. people who who don't, it's, you know, making sure that you're shopping on the, the outside of the grocery store. Cause that's where you'll find like the fruits, the vegetables, the meats, the dairies, all the not processed food. Cause once you start going up and down the aisles, that's where there's like the chips, the cake. Yes. The, there's all the stuff that um, is, is processed. So yes, why it's good yes. to stick to the outside. So I love that tip. I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. I love that too. Yes. Um, so tip number two is obviously fruits and veggies, but what I tend to do is say, get four and four. If you are not loading up on like, if, if you're not seeing, as an example, we'll go back to the strawberry thing. Cause apparently I'm just into strawberries today. Uh, but if you're not seeing a produce, if you're not seeing a fruit or a veggie that is in your favor, maybe you don't like strawberries. It's not ideal in this. I'm such a firm believer actually in taking what you actually enjoy because behavior, behaviorally, psychologically, we're not going to end up eating the food. Like, no matter what our Monday selves say, by Friday, you're going to be like, I'm not going to eat that, right? And so we end up spending so much money. Why? If you're not going to take it, right? And so fruits and veggies, I say pick four and four that you actually enjoy if they are not on any sort of like sale, right? So four and four. Typically, I also pair this with being prepared with the two recipes that I'm going to make that week. As an, as an example, there's like a little... Uh, beef and bean stew that I make. So I shopped for that last week, plus a pizza. So I shopped for that. I saw what veggies I need for both. Do they align? Yeah. I need tomatoes. I need peppers. I need onions. I need potatoes. The potatoes don't go on pizza, but I got that for the stew. Right. And I have potatoes that last long. Right. So that's just one, another like example. Right. So really come prepared and really come with recipes that you really thoroughly enjoy that your kids are going to enjoy as well. Um, number four, choose whole grains, opt in for whole grain products like whole wheat bread, uh, whole wheat bread, uh, rice, whole quinoa. I want to make a small note on this whole quinoa um, is super important because a lot of the things that are sold in the grocery store, like for the quinoa, they're actually not whole quinoa, they're mixed quinoa. So you really want to see that if you are a quinoa like if you love to do quinoa versus rice. Rice is fabulous too. Again, it's really whole grain. It provides nice fiber and important nutrients that really contribute to that healthy gut. Tip number four, include legumes like lentils, chickpea, black beans, and kidney beans. 
They are obviously, we all know they're a really great source of fiber, uh, but they also contain resistant starch and acts as a prebiotic and feeds the beneficial bacteria in our gut. That's really helpful as well, right? Yeah. Because we um, don't know about, oh, take your probiotics, but it's so important to make sure you're eating your prebiotics as well. Absolutely. It's all about the digestive enzyme, all about really absorbing. We're not what we eat, we're what we absorb, right? So that's really going to help. Like I said, last week, that's literally what I made is a beef and a bean, and then I made some pizza. Number five, prioritize fermented foods. So yes, prebiotics, but Things like uh, th that contain active cultures. That's really what we're looking for. There are so many yogurts in our aisle. Like, right, like when you go to the grocery store, and you see so many different yogurts. My number one thing is to get plain, low-fat yogurt. Don't do the, the fruits or the added flavors. I just think about it like this. If, uh, if there's fruits in there, plus yogurt, the yogurt should be eating up the fruit. If there is ideal probiotics in there, right? So what could they do to the yogurt that that doesn't happen and it lasts long, right? In their fridge, right? So really minimizing that process, the process of like they have um, like gums in, additive mm -hmm. uh, cultures in there, right? Things like that. So really active cultures. We're looking for, for uh, probiotics to have active cultures, right? So I was mentioning yogurt, uh, plain or unsweetened, right? Kefir. I have, I have a question things. about about the yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. You said non-fat. I'm a big proponent proponent of full fat yogurt because it's less processed. Um. Is there a reason why you recommend low fat? I just I hate that there's things are so over processed and it's like I feel like however we get it whole is how nature designed it. So that's why I try to go for full fat yogurt. I love this question and it really, you're, you are absolutely 100% correct in this question and really like digging deeper into why I'm saying this is because we actually should be having whole milk. So as an adult, we should be uh, having a, a nice fat intake of healthy fat, healthy amount of vitamin A, right? Which the lower the fat, the lower vitamin A and almost like skim milk has no vitamin A in, in, um, in the milk and in the yogurts. Right. Um, and so really this is super important on just for chronic illness and autoimmune is being able to weight manage yourself. Right. And so by doing this, if you are having whole milk, that's why I say like, do the lower end yogurt. If you want to have whole yogurt, do then like 2% milk balance that fat mm. out because we should be anyways also again eating healthy fats so if we want to manage the weight plus gut health plus reversing the chronic illness i always say this in a seven day calendar span balance that out does that make sense yeah yeah that makes sense so you're just recommending low-fat yogurt assuming that you'd be drinking whole fat milk Yes. So I see what yes. you're saying. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank, yes. Thanks for clearing that up. Cause yeah, exactly. But a lot of us were taught that like, all right, I need my, my low fat cheese and my low fat yogurt and in my skim milk. And it's like, you're not getting any of the ha healthy fats. Everything's so over-processed. And like, yes. I just say my kid loves cheese sticks and it is literally impossible to find like a mozzarella cheese stick that isn't skim, isn't fat right. free, like cheese, why can't, and then they're like, I try to rip it apart and it's like they're plastic and it's because they're plastic. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So really balancing and knowing what the healthy fats are that you are consuming as an adult for kids. And this is actually just kind of going off on a, on a little tangent. Kids need whole milk up until they are two years old. They need whole milk in their diet. Right. And so after two years old, that quantity of, of fat isn't needed. Now we're going for quality. That that's really, really that, that I love that question. It just brings so much clarification. That's amazing. Um, yes. Okay. So we were on yogurt on the, the actual fermented foods, right? So yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, tenth, miso, and kombucha. All those, uh, obviously if you want to make this homemade and I'm a huge, huge supporter of, of making as much as possible homemade, but if you are a person very much like me, of, I'm very busy. It is me and my two kids at home. My husband works very long hours. Uh, we have clients to take care of. There's so many things, family to take care of. There's so many things. If this is not something that you can make, like we've made homemade cheese, we've made homemade kefir, we've made sourdough bread, we've made, but it's not something that I make every single week. And yeah. when we're speaking about making prebiotics, probiotics, we're talking about homesteading, we're talking about making things as much as possible, really prioritize what it is that you do want to make that week. So you're not overwhelming yourself and you're not hyper-focusing on nutrition. I think this is very, very important here. It is so important. Yes, nutrition, but your mental health is also equally important. Coming back to this earring metaphor, I absolutely loved it. I think nutrition is that too. We have to understand that the nutrition, the uh, nervous system regulation also has to be on point. And if you're freaking out, if you're consistently being like, I need to make this, I need to make this because I don't trust the grocery store. Yes, that's that gap. That's that gap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause of course it's a goal for all of us to, you know, let's say make everything, but I think it's so much more important to also be educated and like, okay, if I can't make bread, then th these are the brands that are best for me and my family. Like this is what I should and shouldn't look out for. Like I love to make peanut butter and almond butter, but yes, sometimes I don't make it. And I just make sure that when I do go out and buy like a peanut or almond or any nut butter, that my priority is no palm oil and no sugar. So exactly. You know, it's exactly. not just, oh, because I can't make it. Oh, I'll just, I'll just go buy, you know, Jif or Skippy. No, it, it's, it's knowing what to do on both ends of the spectrum so we can live comfortably in that gray area for our mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of like peanut butter and things like that, there's a big question that I ask all my clients as well is ask why that's in there. If it, if it's like, that should not be in there. Peanut butter should only be peanuts. Why is there oil in it, right? And I think that's also can, that can give you clarification and confidence in grocery shopping. Is I'm not sure if that's okay. Just continue asking yourself: Should that be there? Um, and uh, something that I'm seeing, like a, a movement, if you will, that I'm seeing is broth. Um, so a lot of people are kind of scared to make broth, and broth is very simple. Um, you just need a few root veggies and some bones. And you call it a day, right? And you let it boil. Like you can watch a movie, you can clean your house, you can go play with your kids. And like by the end of the day, it's done, right? I think we've really overcomplicated a lot of simple things, right? And if you are going out of your way to buy your broth, uh, something that I've seen in just grocery shopping with my own clients, grocery shopping for myself is and, and my family, kettle and fire, 
they're fine. But I've even seen their veggie broth have a few additives in there, right? And I always say, this is as an example, when I went grocery shopping with my clients, like in real life, I was like, okay, let's compare the two. Why does it have additives? And ask yourself this question. It's because it's sitting on a shelf. Broth should not be sitting on a shelf. Broth should be gelatin. Broth should be either in your freezer or in your fridge. So if it's on a shelf, it has to have additives. Yeah. So again, thinking about that, just thinking about the process of how things are made, does it make sense that it's in there? So in that argument, right, is finding a broth and saying like, oh my gosh, I had some gums and some additives. Why is that in there? This is on a shelf. So those are the thoughts. And the next thing that I personally told my clients to do is this is why I give you broth recipes, right? So then you can make it. So then that's something that you don't even have to go within the aisles. Again, shopping at the parameter, right? Um, okay. Number, what number are we on? I think six. Yeah, I think six. <laughs> six. Um, incorporate healthy fats. So coming back to like the yogurt, right? So um, healthy fats, uh, avocados, nuts, seeds, olive oils, uh, the whole milk um, or or the whole yogurt, right? One or the other. That's really all there is, is really like, be very mindful about the fats that you are eating the fats and even like the carbs that we eat the 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 simple carbs that we're eating 80 percent goes towards brain power and this is really important when we're talking not just gut health but again mental health and just being present with your kids being present with your family really important if we are doing the home setting, we're making our meals from scratch, we're doing all the things that we're supposed to do. And we're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm worried about fat. I'm worried about this. This is why I say balance it out. Know where your fat is coming from, know how to use your fat. This is very, very important. This is something that I teach my clients as well is really cook with butter, right? Um, Olive oil in heat is toxic. So on pure just on the pan is toxic. Oh, can Um, you please explain a little further because yes yes. don't talk about Um, that (laughs) yes so it is a quite interesting uh subject i made an entire masterclass just on this is gut health cooking methods and this was the main subject really um so olive oil is fine if you're doing it in as i use as i say like using cold use right so like on salads if you're marinating uh meat that's fine even if you're uh like whisking it up to make a baking product, right? That's fine. Directly on high heat, olive oil has a low smoking point. So um, like olive oil, um, coconut oil is okay. Avocado oil is okay. Uh, But if you're talking about really like searing uh, some veggies or some meat or things or even like some eggs, right? You want to make some sunny side eggs, right? Some sunny side up eggs, right? Butter, animal lard, ghee, Ghee is fabulous as well. Believe it or not, canola oil, if you're deep frying, believe it or not. So there is some uh, really great research done on canola oil and benefits of canola oil versus using in high heat, this specific Mm. to using in high heat. So coming back to like this peanut butter and canola oil, no way, man, no way. But if you're cooking and you're making um, fries, fries and you want to put that deep frying pan that you have right or maybe it's like a dutch oven right you want to put some oil in it 
even though we we have been taught for so long that we should do olive oil because olive oil is great for you, right? And things like that. We're talking about hufas versus low smoking point. And what's toxic is actually the fume that comes up. The research, um, Miranda, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, send you the research that I'm talking about. The yes, fumes please. that come, yes, the fumes that come up from using olive oil when in high heat um, is actually directly correlated to asthma and lung illnesses. It's, it's a very good meta, meta-analysis. So I'll definitely shoot that to you in comparison to like the benefits of canola oil. So again, super, super important there. Um, and if you're, this is what I do believe being able to sustain your health. This is what it's about is really going against the grain and again, asking why, right? Why was this even as just like a side note? Why was this research even conducted, right? How was this, how is this olive oil? How does this come to be, right? And for so long, we're like, oh my gosh, butter is so bad, right? Like all those things. And now it's like, yeah, butter's butter's great. Butter's great for us. It's great with cooking. It's great if you're waking up in the morning, some toast with some butter, right? Like all those things, fantastic for you, right? But really getting into like the cooking methods, I think that's going to to really help if you're having bloating, if you're having skin problems, if you're having low immune system, if you're consistently feeling like you're having a cold, uh, that's really going to help. It's very small habit. You change it literally within like a week, you'll start feeling better. Are you saying like changing from olive oil to butter, like when you're cooking? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And uh, then when you're doing, instead of deep frying, my, my thing is I'm not into deep frying, right? Like my liver will have, it will have a day. <laughs> it will have a day. It will have a week, right? Where it's just like, uh, I don't like you right now, right? So we don't do frying. So canola oil is not really used. Like it's yeah. really not in my household. So we bake. The oven is your best friend. Anything that you that you can uh, deep fry, you can bake, right? And or use using, an air fryer. Or air fryer, right? Like those are like the best thing. I don't have an air fryer or, or an Instant Pot. I don't have those things at my house. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm trying to like steer away from them to get more into the old fashioned cooking, but they've definitely been convenient for like making fries. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we, we bake stuff, you know, but again, like even when I bake it, I put butter. I like, I just paint it. I say, I paint my, my pan with, with butter. And then after, after it has cooled down, I add a, like a drizzle of olive oil, some nice little fresh parsley, maybe a garlic dip with yogurt again, right. Really make that nutrient dense. So that's fats. That's really to, to help us out in really understanding gut health cooking methods. Um, so many tangents. We are number seven. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> yes. Number seven, um, proteins. Choose lean protein. My Truly my favorite and something that is very underrated is poultry drumsticks. All lean protein is fine. Uh, all different cuts of protein. I really recommend doing that as well is um, that's a great thing also to save money on. So don't get the, the meat that is already chopped up, get it in like the bigger pieces, but also getting different cuts, which then brings us to this drumstick thing, drumstick, turkey, drumstick, chicken, right? That has really high selenium. That is so helpful for our thyroid and for our mental health. Again, coming back, that gut-brain connection, we want to be able to do that, right? So 
Um, with skin as well, you can bake it with skin. That's fine. Um, assuming you're also like baking or grilling it or things like that. Again, if you want to sear it, absolutely no problem. Do it in butter, right? So this kind of all, all goes together. Um, and you can fish, use the bones to make bone broth. <laughs> yes, please do. Yes, absolutely. Um, fish, eggs, again, tofu, um, beans, again, I know I, I, I said beans before for fiber, but it also is a probiotic, also great for lean protein as well. There is not really a specific amount of protein that I tell me or my clients that, that we should aim for, uh, but really more to have a diverse protein. Um, so I think this is slightly different from like the fitness world, right? It's like just protein is protein. No, it is not. Quality over quantity every single day. You have that consistency in your life. You will see how, again, coming back to this, that phrase, you're not what you eat, you are what you absorb. And protein is so important in helping you absorb all the other nutrients that you are eating from all your grains and all your fats and all that, right? So- that the protein is where I can say, if you are going to a grocery store, get, get the, get the meat that is again, not pre-chopped, but I also encourage you to go to your local butcher one, because that meat is not being held in the, in the store for probably months, but also B because they're going to have that like quality meat, even if it is my, my local butcher is fantastic. This past two weeks, so two weeks ago, they had, Miranda, check this out. They had they had a, a five-pound chicken breast for $30. That's amazing. I was like, heck wow. yeah. <laughs> I think people assume that it would be like more expensive to like right. get that, that type of stuff. And that's a steal. Right. A steal, right? And I was like, obviously, I didn't use the whole five pounds of chicken breast, but you know what I did? And this is again, coming back to the same thing is I, I, I parted it in half. I used half that day and I got half left in the freezer. So you best believe that's what I'm doing this week. Right. And that was 30 bucks. So 15 bucks and 15 bucks. How are you going to like, where are you going to get that? Right. So that's really what it's all about is if you can go to your local butcher, it's fresh, it's quality. And most likely they have the, the, the more you buy, the more you save type of deal. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that. And again, coming back to the, to the bones, try to get things with bones in it. Even if you don't enjoy eating off the bone, just cut it off, save the bone and put it in the broth. Um, okay. Um, number eight, <laughs> uh, number eight. So this is, this is a little bit like one, uh, like a tip within a tip is buying packaged food, read the labels carefully. So if you are having like sugars or added sweeteners, hydrogenated oils, it's ingredients that really, if you can say them, then go for it, right? But again, if you are shopping on the parameter, you are getting four fruits and veggies for the week, right? You are having like your cheeses and your nuts and your seeds and your milks and uh, in your meats, like right there, I've said like maybe four or five meals that you can make like right off the bat, right? And so coming back to this gut health cooking methods, that's really going to help you that if you do need to go into the aisles, make sure that we're looking at the ingredients 
not the calories, not like that kind of stuff. Look at the ingredients because of things. That's literally what I say in like my, the intro to this podcast is like, we should be looking at the ingredient list, not the caloric, like the calorie content on there. Yes. Yes. Right. And and you kind of free two birds with one key there, right? Because if you're looking at the ingredients, then it's going to be ideal for calories as well, right? Because the more ingredients, the more calories, the more processed, the more calories, right? Uh, sometimes, sometimes there's a few things that are like low calorie, but it's like super high processed. That's why yeah. it's low calorie because it's super highly processed, right? Um, so yeah, that would be number eight. Number nine, stay hydrated. I say this, and this is part of my 10 tips of grocery shopping because milks, yes, juices, if you must, especially if you have little kids and maybe like they're just, they like juice, right? Do not buy from concentrate. Do not buy from concentrate, right? So buy as naturally as possible. But again, that's something that we do. We buy like two bags of the cuties. We throw them in, in a in the blender and do it up like that with the seeds and all right and then just drain drain it right that's what we do there's no added sugar there's no added nothing right and again i've already shopped the parameter now i've shopped my my fruits right and i can make so many things from that um so with pulp too if you enjoy with pulp so juices with pulp or just not from concentrate um anything else that you would add to to juices Oh man, that's just that that's a big one. I think the from concentrate, a lot of people don't even know because they'll see like a, a bottle of apple juice and it says organic, but then it's organic concentrate. And it's like, yep, we're, we're taught to think like, oh, it says organic, so it must be better for me and my gut health. And that's it's it's not always the case. So it's so important to look at the ingredients instead of just the front where they're trying where they're marketing, where they're trying to get you to buy their product. Um, yes. Another thing like I love to do with juice or any type of drink like I this sounds like so weird, but I do it all the time. Like I love to water it down because like it get it, it gets it to last longer. A lot of times, like I just like to sip on something that doesn't taste like just like water. Like even my kombucha, like I'll water down my kombucha. So it lasts a little longer. Like if I want something sweet, like I'll, I'll add like maybe just regular soda water, you know, just carbonated water to it. Um, I, I just love doing that. And like you guys can do that with your kids juices too. Like if your kid insists on having juice, like just water it down. It'll last longer, Absol- it'll be less sugar, better for them. And you absolutely know, it'll taste good. Yes. Yes. And you kind of get that, that, that the kick of like the sweet, as you were saying, the craving where, where you are a big fan of actually listening to your body and listening to what it's craving. Chances are it's because we're low on that. Right. And so watering down juices, that's a great, great thing. I do that with my kids. I'm not that much of like a juice drinker, which actually brings me to the next topic of, you mentioned like soda water, sparkling water. Um, There's a few, it's very new research. It's kind of like a new topic that um, is beginning to be talked about is sparkling water and how like LaCroix and like uh, the ones that come in like uh, cans. So like LaCroix, bubbly, um, there's a few other ones that actually have PUFAs in them, um, which are like forever chemicals. Right. And so, um, or not PUFAs, I'm sorry, PFAs, PEFAs, 
Um, and those are forever chemicals. And so the best way really to do that as well is, uh, so we get the same pair, same perrier, same, the green one, but in a glass bottle, or they have those little glass bottles. That's really going to help you as well. And this is again, something that I do for myself because I'm not that big of a juice drinker. I, I have teas, coffees, and matchas and water. That's about it. And so when I really want a juice or something like that, I do a nice sparkling water like St. Perrier. And then uh, and I'll infuse it with like one of our favorites really is some mint that I'm growing. I'm so excited. It's a beautiful little mint bush now. It's so excited. I love nothing. it. <laughs> yes, with mint and raspberry. You do those. You put, give yourself like that nice, uh, um, uh, you know, one of those like a, um, like the, uh, not, uh, what is that? Like the wine, the wine glass and like one of those bigger wine glasses, put that in there, put some ice oh, yeah. cubes in. How about uh, the, like the, give... the vibes, the vibes. Yes. Of... Yes. Yes. Right. Like, come on, man. Like we're Queens and we're doing so much in a day, like really just sit and, and enjoy, enjoy that drink. So that's something that I do. I actually made a real, I was doing, I was drinking an, an adrenal drink and that was the first time, uh, my community saw me like with this big, like glass and I was like yep this is not I'm just stirring it with my straw and I was like yep this is me this is me this is that's what I like I like to take things slow you know again back to that nervous system regulation um so that's water stay hydrated um and 10 and this is really the ultimate one of okay you do one you do two you do three you do four you do all these tips but if you if you're not gonna do any of them if you're, or maybe you do, you do just one, maybe you just shop the parameter, right? Or maybe you're like, oh, I really like how she's like, let's do the lean protein and like the different cuts, right? Let's do that. This is the one that you should do no matter what though, is have a plan. And my biggest thing you guys uh, heard me mention this earlier is I come prepared with at least two recipes that I know that I'm going to make. So coming back to the whole fruits, veggies, the, the recipe that it needs, right? Whatever I'm making as, as an example, the beef with a bean stew plus the pizza, I came in prepared and I'm like, this is what I'm going to buy. You're saving at least 50% on, on what you're going to spend if you just come with a plan, right? So really avoiding almost like 80% of the store, having a plan, you're going to save money, you're going to be gut healthy, you're going to radiate. Your skin is going to be amazing, right? Like you're going to be mentally so, your mental status quo is going to be doing so good, right? You're going to hang out with your kids because you're not freaking out and, you know, about the nutrition, about, oh my gosh, I've spent so much money at the grocery store, right? It just all incorporates, it really empowers you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it, it really holds us accountable too, like to write it down and um, have that plan. Like I even like with like knowing the dishes you're going to make for for the week. I mean, there's no shame in having like the same recipes on rotation, you know, like, you know how to make them, be <laughs> experts at it, make it taste good, you know, because then you try to do something like yesterday, I was cleaning out my fridge, I try to clean out my fridge every once in a while, and I was going through the condiments. And I'm just like, I made one dish that required a little bit of this random condiment. And it's like, then you never use it again because you like never make the dish or no other dishes ever call for it. And it's like, you like you know the meals that you're good at and what you like. And they're going to be like, like for us, like onions, 
bell peppers, zucchini and jalapenos like those go in so many of our dishes you know we make so many like whether it's like a stir fry or it's um you know a a pasta sauce or whatever we have like these staples that go in all of them we don't have to have drastically different meals every single day I mean of course we want a variety for our gut health but I mean then you know you buy like fish sauce and use it once and then it just it just goes to waste (laughs) Speaking of variety, I think I think this is also this can create a lot of overwhelm is creating that we almost create our own decision fatigue from variety. But variety doesn't equal diverse. There are Mm. food is so abundant. Right. And just different food combinations have a different absorption rate as a different nutrient intake. Right. Just from doing small little differences. Right. So. I love this example, Miranda, that you gave is like specialize and get really good at making like four stuff, like four, four meals, right? Whatever it is you want to do, whether it's like lunch and breakfast or lunch and dinner, right? Specialize in that. A, you're not creating decision fatigue. So you're going to be actually excited to make it, right? And B, it's also the fact that you are able to now go. And this is something that I, I do this exercise with my clients is if I were to tell you to make a meal right now with what you have in your house, could you do it? Right? What do you have in your freezer? Do you have frozen veggies? This is a big thing too. It's like, if it's not in season or we're coming back to this seasonal eating thing, right? Because it's so important. But if it's not in season or if it's like, hey, like I really want to make, as an example, this like bean and beef stew, right? That I made last week and it calls for broccoli. It doesn't, but I'm like, I really want broccoli in it. And broccoli is not in season or it's really expensive. Do I have broccoli in my freezer, right? And get really good at that and diverse that, not yeah. necessarily diverse this entire, you know, kitchen, right? If you will, right? Mm-hmm. So very small steps, very big impact. Yeah, I like that. Just making little tweaks in in like regular meals that you have. I mean, like even the other day I was making like these sourdough waffles for my baby. And I was like, I'm going to throw some nutritional yeast in here and then some flaxseed. And it's like, now he has you know, more nutrients and like, it's still like, it's just a waffle. (laughs) Yes. So yes, yes. It doesn't require any extra ingredients or learning. It's just like, I looked in my spice cabinet and was like, oh, look, I, I have these goodies that I know are good for me and my gut. So I'm going to throw it into a recipe I normally make. Yes, yes, yes. Such a firm believer of doing those things. Again, small habit, big impact. What can I change? Right. Again, Variety does not equal diverse. So really, really knowing that and the food combinations. Oh, yeah. And I think that's I think that's really helpful for the kids, too. Kids are really big on like, uh, I, I want to know what to expect. Right. They they just thrive on schedule and thrive to know what's next. And I think giving them that like, OK, like my kids know, like when I say like I'm making like a beef stew, they're already like, oh, my God, yes, because they already are. They already know the the smell, the texture. They already know these things. Right. And so if I add in broccoli, which they love, they're like, oh, my God, this is even better. Right. Or if I add anything else to, you know, come back to waffles, if I add like a little bit of honey and the next week, I'll add a little bit of cinnamon. They like them both, but they're the texture and, and the thing, the, the the base of the meal is the same. It's probably just a great way to introduce new foods and stuff to kids because absolutely there's like they're familiar with like 99% of it. And, you know, adding one little thing, like if you were to add a new vegetable in your, in your beef stew, it's like, 
they don't like it, they can pick around it and then maybe they'll feel adventurous and try that new vegetable. So those yes. are really good tips. Awesome. I love yes. these 10, these 10 tips. Where can um, our listeners find you and reach out to you and connect with you? Yeah. Thank you, Miranda. Um, yeah, this was so amazing. And I hope everybody just like literally get your notebooks out and like press rewind and just, you know, write down these, these 10 tips are going to help you right away. Um, yeah, to find me. Um, so I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. So on Instagram, I'm at jettas.digest, G-E-T-A-S dot digest. And then on Facebook, if you just type in Jetta's gut health, G-E-T-A apostrophe S gut health, I pop right up. Um, in the Facebook group, I do a lot of like free trainings, um, and a little bit more specific. In fact, I did the 10 tips training with a little bit more of insight, um, in my Facebook group. And, uh, pretty soon we're going to be doing a, um, just a free training on digestive enzymes. What are they? Why are they important? Um, and in my Instagram, it's a lot of community and a lot of like sharing and like really busting some myths, uh, really talking about like what you can do, um, to really get going on your chronic illness, autoimmune gut health journey. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so people can find you. I just thank you for your time and giving us those great tips. So thank you, Jetta. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.